Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. That's right. We're the podcast explores the American animated sitcom, The Simpsons, from seasons 11 and beyond, and the newest one when they're available, like this week. Why 11 and beyond, you ask? Well, an entity known as the Wheel of Random has trapped us and forced us to watch the new episodes to find the goodness in those less respected episodes. And I say we because I am an annoyed grunt boy named Steve, and I can't do this on my own. So with me, as always, is your other annoyed grunt boy, Tucker. Oh. If you don't know, uh... I just lost my job over at the uh, the news news uh, organization I worked for. Yeah, it's the, the that, Simpsons airs on the the Fox Network. Yeah, right. That valued news organization. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a job. Uh, can, can can I be a host here? Uh, I mean, you do have a pretty impressive resume, and I do enjoy your bow tie. But uh, you know, Craig, we're Craig. I'm Tucker. Who's Craig? Oh, sorry. <laughs> You know, Tucker, I, I, I regret to inform you that we're not a political podcast. Oh, can, can, can I have a job? My name's Don. I I also lost my job. Um, You know, I think that, you know, we could use a little bit of diversity, especially <laughs> in the podcast game. But uh, again, you know, we're not a political podcast. You know, I, I really don't want to divert our podcast away from the topic. Like, I don't want to talk about our personal lives or what's going on now. I'm not like Angela Kinsey talking about my husband on a, some podcast. We're not the office ladies. Oh, uh, hey, Craig here. I'm sorry. Tucker and uh, Mr. Lemon have left the building since you didn't offer them a job. But yeah, I agree with you on that one. The office ladies, come on. I'm not uh, Jenna Fisher, you know, talking about my husband, Roy, or what's the name? Jim. Jim. <laughs> office. It's not that big of a show, right? The office wasn't that great. It's okay. I mean, the show is only good after uh, Steve Carell left. I mean, season eight and nine are like uh, the top episodes. I love that one segment or that one storyline of the boom operator. Probably my favorite character. I loved that uh, Catherine Tate. Best part of the show, right? Office fans uh, would agree uh, with me. Uh, Craig, but, uh, Craig, the show. Wa- what? watch it. Um, you know, the Simpsons fans are strong, but, you know, the Office fans, they have, it's like their whole personality. Like, you don't want to upset them. I'm sorry. The UK Office was the only good office. Oh, Craig, 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 take it back. They're going to they're going to kill us like those Halpert stands like they're Jim and people. Pam should have got divorced. I mean, they should have. They're awful. They're <laughs> an awful couple. But but no, man, I don't I just don't want the dunderheads to like come at us once they get their hooks in you. We're done for. Oh, those idiots. They forget that uh, Aaron's name was actually Kelly. <laughs> Even the writers forgot that. Uh, anyways, uh, Office is the worst show ever. And uh, I want to jizz all over Michael Scott. That well, if we're, we're going to do that, I'm going to need a drink. Oh, I, oh, I see what we're doing. Uh, you're making me parody in the uh, episode of Fandom that's coming up on The uh, Simpsons, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. I just now noticed because you already hit the record button. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Fine, we just, the office and office ladies, uh, we concede your cromulent podcast and a cromulent fan base. Yeah, you guys are good. Almost as good as us. <laughs> Okay, lady. They call each other ladies all the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay, office. Okay, office. <laughs> That's their catchphrase, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, office, go! I want a t-shirt that says, okay, office, go. <laughs> uh, you said something about drinking? Uh, yeah, so it's time for our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. <laughs>
Alrighty, Craig. So for this week, you know, we're talking a lot about fandom and uh, big fans. And one of the things that I always think about with fans are, you know, kind of more in the punk rock scene, but is the fanzine, which, you know, is a magazine or made by fans to kind of celebrate certain bands or media or whatever. So wait, wait, wait. I... who does fanzines anymore? I'm sure they're still out there, probably. At what independent local coffee shop exists anymore to get those? The one in my dream. Okay. Go back to the 90s, Steve. You're dead. I mean, I wish. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Let me continue her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wish it was the 90s. Yeah, we all do. And I wish I was dead. Um, no, uh, so from Fort George Brewing, I have a fanzine IPA, which is actually a collaboration that they do every year with another brewery. This year, it's Georgetown. So you got Fort George, Georgetown, uh-huh. Fort George, Georgetown. Um, so it's an IPA, an India Pale Ale, comes in at 7%. And the, these cans are always uh, fairly kid-friendly because it shows a little comic strip. And it's drawn by Carson Ellis, who is a local artist. She is married to the lead singer of the Decemberists, speaking of Portland in the 90s. But there's a comic strip that she drew that is a picture of two uh, humanoid people with moth wings speaking a foreign language to a fish and then to each other. And then they get stepped on by a lady's shoe. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a fun little fun little drawing. And, uh, you know, we drink a lot of uh, stouts and strong beers and that are dark and not IPAs. So I'm trying to embrace the other side of beer, the one that I've kind of kind of neglected. So this is an IPA, golden in color, smells like a beer. Yeah, it's a solid IPA, a little too hoppy for my taste, but I think that if you're a IPA head, a hop head, if you will, it's right up your alley. It's actually pretty good. Good for summertime. I don't know if I'd do a second one, but uh, this one I will enjoy. What if I force you to have a second one? Well, then I'll, I'll have another beer. I mean, okay. hang out. It's fine. <laughs> Never force anyone to drink. That's good. Don't force people to do stuff, no. just as a general rule. Well, I did force you to do this podcast, so. That's true. <laughs> uh, what have you for Dance for me, Rummy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what do I have for you, Steve? I actually paid attention to this week's episode. Wow. So that's why I'm flipping the script, Steve, and I'm going to a different corner. Cocktails That dreamy look in your Give me a tropical contact That's right. In this episode, we see Marge Simpson with the Taylor Swift parody character called uh, Ashley Starling. And she mentions that she has her own sparkling whiskey <laughs> so it got me thinking so sparkling whiskey sounds like you know like a sparkling wine like a champagne mm-hmm. so i thought i'm gonna mix it could be a thing i could have googled it but i'm gonna mix some champagne with some whiskey just to give it interesting give it a little to see if it's uh tasty now i'm just using like you know champagne mixed with like jack daniels i'm actually going with the flavored whiskey there's a lot of glitter bombing going on this episode right glitter is very colorful full of you know sparkles what do you see on a, on a birthday cake is like sparkles. So I went with a uh, a, a vanilla cake whiskey mixing mm. with a, uh, a brute uh, champagne from a barefoot bubbly. Uh, can they actually call it champagne? This is I from don't California. So. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can we actually call ourselves a podcast? Much as you can't call champagne champagne unless it's from champagne. Yeah. I mean, we're not made in podcasts. So, no. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go with that as our champagne base. I'm going to do first is pour a little bit of a. Uh, I don't want to waste my flavored whiskey and my champagne all in one glass because with this is really gross. I don't want to just like, I can't drink this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do maybe like half an ounce of the whiskey and then one ounce of the champagne just to get the, the right balance. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to smell the whiskey first. I'm just opening these bottles here. I'm not going to. You're making the right move by doing a flavored whiskey. I think that'll. Yeah. I, I would. A little bit. You know, I, I would have put like a, like an apple 
type of whiskey, but what I have here, I think the vanilla cake whiskey might work a little bit more to my advantage. Uh, right. See, this would be perfect for the uh, YouTube channel, me making the drink, but we're not filming this. That's right. Maybe one of these days right here. Okay, I mixed a nice little glass here. It smells more boozy than champagne-y. Maybe I didn't put enough champagne in here. I think I did. Okay, here we go. This is not bad. This is very, uh, you know, you drink champagne in the morning, mimosa, right? Brunch. I think this mm -hmm. would be a good uh, good morning cocktail for a brunch or a maybe hair of the dog. Yeah, no, I. Uh, you get the, uh, I'm going to try the whiskey on its own real quick. That vanilla whiskey, by the way, tastes like boozed up frosting. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's really sweet. But one of my favorite flavors is birthday cake flavor, anything. Mm -hmm. I will eat any of that. I love that flavor. Uh, which I guess is just vanilla with like extra sugar. But it, it like the cake frosting though, that flavor, it's something special. It's something a little bit different. I think the reason why it's just visceral memories of being like a kid eating cake, exactly. birthday cake. Yeah. No, yeah. this is not a bad cocktail. I highly recommend it. Get some champagne, put some flavored whiskey in there. Um, just to recreate mine, go with the vanilla cake whiskey, uh, scatterbrain. That's what I was using. Mm. And some uh, Brutes champagne. Yeah, there is a cocktail called the uh, French 95, which is a take on the French 75. Duh. Yeah. Which is whiskey, whiskey, lemon, and champagne or sparkling wine. I think that's fine. The flavored whiskey with that. So if you just use regular whiskey and champagne, then you'd want that third element. But I think if you have the flavored whiskey, yeah, you're I think totally it's fine. perfectly fine. Yeah. Wow, not bad. Uh, hey, <laughs> I would uh, I would make this again. That's cool. It's it's always fun when you think of an idea for a cocktail and then it actually like works out as well as you hope it will. Well, I didn't think Pretty it was cool. Steve. The Simpsons did. That's right. And they're smart. They sure is. And uh, speaking of being smart, uh, let's go uh, into our time machines, which should, you'd have to be pretty smart to make, and go all the way back to April 23rd, 2023. Uh, Craig, what was the number one movie in the box office? Well, it's still going strong is the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, which uh, that movie just keeps making money. That's going to be like a billion dollar movie anytime soon, right? I think so, yeah. And like Jack Black is like climbing up the uh, billboard charts uh, with his song about peaches. Yeah, I really think uh, Woody Boy needs to sue Jack Black for the uh, use of repetitive name of Peaches Peaches. Because, you know, the song Kelly, Kelly, Kelly from Cheers. Yeah. I think that he should sue him along with, uh, you know, he can join the case with uh, the presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> oh, Because yeah. they also sang about Peaches. Millions of them from what I yeah. heard. Peaches for you, Peaches for me. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen uh, that movie yet. Uh, I know it's geared more towards kids and I'm not like a big uh, Mario Brothers fan. I enjoy yeah. them, you know, I mean, we're the right demographic, I think, right? Like, we're not, we're not the right demographic, but like, we grew up with the Mario Brothers, but I never like continued with them after like Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they're, they're such a game that are, they're, the games are fun, but to me, they always feel like the thing that come with the system. Yeah. So you play it for a little while until you buy a different oh. game. So Nintendo is going to start releasing DVDs, players, <laughs> and like every new DVD player is going to have the Super Mario Bros. movie. That's right. <laughs> no, but like, because no one uses DVD anymore. They're going to be using the uh, 90s Mario Brothers movie in their free DVD. <laughs> I mean, the way that uh, Nintendo releases hardware, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I might catch it, you know, when it's on uh, whatever streaming app. Mm -hmm. Max. Is that what's gonna where it's going to air is Max? Maybe. I'm, I don't know, actually. It's not going to a Disney movie. It's Illumination does the, the film, right? Yeah. And who are they affiliated with? Uh, DreamWorks. 
which is yeah, probably be Paramount Plus then. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. Well, I have Paramount Plus and uh, you too can have Paramount Plus. Just go to ParamountPlus.com slash Annoy Grump Boys for a 20% off your <laughs> Why we know? <laughs> hey, watch uh, Star Trek Picard season three. It's the best uh, Star Trek in years. And watch the new season of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, just watch Paramount Plus. Way better than Disney. Oh, never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> can, you watch, fan bases. can you watch The Office on Paramount Plus? <laughs> no, for that you need Peacock. <laughs> Where do I watch uh, season three, episode one of The Simpsons? Oh, only in your dreams, Greg. Only in your dreams. And on your DVD player. That's true. Why is that episode banned, but uh, the one with Elon Musk still on the <laughs> streaming surface? I wonder, when all is said and done, who will hurt more people? I mean, I got to assume, like, the thousands of people are losing their jobs at Twitter. And, like, I don't know. I don't want to negate... <laughs> The horrible things that Michael Jackson did, but I feel like long term, Elon Musk could like end humanity by accident. Just be like, <laughs> uh, I just had a dumb joke, and like, so now there's a nuclear explosion, and we're all gonna die. Let that sink in and kill us all. So yeah, I, I agree with you, Craig. All right, but uh, we're not here to talk about uh, that sort of thing. We're here to talk about the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. See what is it? Oh boy. Speaking of horrible things, uh, once again, it is Last Night by Morgan Wallen. Oh, so baby, last night we lit the liquor top. I can't remember everything we said, but we said it all. You told me that you wish I was somebody you never met. But baby, baby, something's telling me this ain't over yet. No way it was our last night. Now, when we last left... Months ago, it feels like since we've talked. Wasn't that still the number one? Was that the number one song? Yeah. And it's still number one. Mm -hmm. I think we put an offhand remark like, well, this was the only time we'll hear this for the podcast. Yeah. So for three weeks in a row, it's been the number one song. People are really enjoying that country music. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I think we parodied this by saying, let's make chat GPT write this song. And it was about the same. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, YouTube, we're just reviewing it. So don't take down our video please our review is we're not fans not a fan i hadn't obviously heard it since we last reviewed it and i forgot how silly it sounds like i thought i was prepared for how dumb it sounds then he played it and i was like oh this is worse than i thought i hope uh morgan wallen fans aren't as uh vicious as like bts army or uh oh yeah ashley uh sterling fans uh, speaking of which, uh, let's talk about today's episode called Family Feud, in which Homer publicly insults pop icon Ashley Starling after her fans interrupt a baseball game. This quickly makes him the target of an unrelenting fan army of whom Lisa is a member. While Homer's family betrays him one after another, he soon discovers that Starling isn't the only pop star with a fan army. Oh boy. I'm scared. Uh, me too. And a little horny. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, why don't we watch this episode and uh, we'll be right back. No way it was our last night. And we're back. Today we're talking about Family Feud, the 18th episode of the 34th season. It originally aired on April 23rd, 2023. It is episode 746 in the show's run. Your nerd code is OABF11. It was written by Brody Gupta, directed by Timothy Bailey, and your showrunners are Al Jean, Matt Selman, and Caroline Omini. Hey, you said her name right. Hey, I did. Timothy yeah. Bailey. <laughs> uh, Gupta, she's worked on... Shows like uh, Speechless, Carol's Second Act, Friends from College, 
And of course, Simpsons written uh, essays for McSweeney's, The New Yorker, The New York Times, The Washington Post. And she also has performed some stand up. Yeah. Uh, she also uh, co hosts a uh, podcast, The Lecture Hall, with uh, Dylan Galula. Uh, it was named one of the t- 15 best educational podcasts to expand your mind on the daily. Uh, by Oprah Daily in 2020. Well, Oprah, the the Oprah, the Oprah, the very same. Wow, I wish uh, Oprah would talk about our podcast. <laughs> I know someday uh, you probably know uh, Dylan Glula from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She played the Panthope or whatever her name was the the daughter, the stuck up daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I uh, wow. I, I watched the show, but uh, it's gone from my memory. I don't think wow, I remember yeah. much from it. I remember the theme song. She alive, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, John uh, Ham was in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Titus, uh, what's his last name? Just Titus. Titus. Uh, Burgess. No. Titus. Yeah. Todd Bergeron was in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Carol Kane. Sure. And the rest. Totally. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've even watched the final season. Did you watch the movie? There's a movie? Yeah. I think it was the Choose Your Own Adventure on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Steve, I, I need to get on that, I guess. I mean, I, I don't think you're like missing any water cooler conversations about oh, okay. the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt from 2015, but it was a good show. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah I'll go back. I'll go back. All right. You should. After I watch The Wire, because I haven't seen it yet. You got to see The Wire. <laughs> uh, we have, of course, uh, reviewed uh, an episode that Brody wrote. Uh, that was, of course, uh, the season premiere of season 34, Habeas Tortoise. That's right. And I don't think we had talked about it, but she wrote on the uh, When Billy Met Lisa special on uh, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're so far for a Simpsons podcast. We're so far behind on those uh, shorts. Like, I remember every time like Disney Plus said we were going to announce one, we were going to do a whole like little bit. And we did it mm-hmm. once. Right. We did the whole bit of our, our whole show in the span of what, like 30 seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know why, but for some reason, those shorts are hard for me to watch. Like. There's no reason for us to review them either. Right. I mean, it's just them like promoting or cross advertising with something else. And that's, that's all. fine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's a commercial, basically. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we have to go back and review every Butterfinger commercial that they did? <laughs> Look, if we ever do a Patreon, you know, the Patreon subscribers will demand it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think we'll just stick with The Simpsons for now. Yeah. And if we do a Patreon, Steve and I, we got some ideas that will fit within the graining universe so to speak yeah yeah we can look to the past or the future um <laughs> yeah hopefully you won't be disenchanted <laughs> by our product yeah hopefully it doesn't make you say life is hell <laughs> hey we didn't talk about life is hell did we no we didn't all right so this panel here uh there's a bunny with one ear yeah i think they're gay i don't know <laughs> And it ends with uh, it's saying uh, Mondays. Wait, <laughs> why is he an orange cat now? This is just a Heathcliff cartoon. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, you know what, Steve? That does make sense. <laughs> not, that se- not, that, not that segue, but uh, <laughs> our episode. And it begins, as every episode of The Simpsons does, with Bart and Homer walking into Isotope Stadium to see the uh, pitcher Chuck Wilder break the record for most batters not unconscious. So Bart wants to see teeth fly, but is sad to learn that their seats are on the upper deck. Oh, uh. poor, poor Bart. But Homer figures since uh, nobody goes to the isotope games, they'll be able to, to uh, move to empty seats behind home plate. And uh, I just want to point out a little like Homer being dumb here. Clearly, the parking lot is very full there at Isotope Stadium. <laughs> that is a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I've done that for baseball games. Like I used to go to uh, like the AAA baseball club we had here in Portland, the Portland Beavers before they left. And I would do that occasionally, get tickets. And then after like, let's say the seventh inning, they don't really care anymore. You just go sit down and, and you know, behind home plate if you want to. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone does, right? Yeah. I remember many a hockey game too doing that. Oh yeah. You got to do it. You got to. Unless you go down to like the one aisle where like that, there's always that one usher who's just like too into their job. Like, right. But not in a good way, but like, let me see your ticket. Like, really? You want to see three hours? (laughs) Like two minutes left. Nobody's here. My favorite is just like the little old lady and you just like, just walk right past her. And she's like, okay. Oh, Oh, okay. I wanted to be an upper usher at the opera. Uh, now it sounds like we're jerks. We're not jerks. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't actually go out. <laughs> no, I don't leave my house. Yeah, we went to one hockey game and we were seven years old. It was still too much. I'm still exhausted from that. <laughs> I still got a tummy ache from all that ice cream I ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you know, like I said, Bart and uh, Homer will hopefully move to those seats behind home plate so Bart can see all the carnage. And then uh, Bart will have uh, some flashbacks for the rest of his life. That's right. So when they step into the stadium, Bart and Homer discover that it's packed, full of girls. Girls checking each other's teeth for lipstick. And the announcer welcomes the first at-bat, a young slugger batting 320 with a hat size of 11, Torque Lollipop Williams, who has a great character design. <laughs> um, he, he's just a skinny little guy with a huge head. <laughs> It, just looking at it makes me laugh. He's got um, that like the handlebar mustache too. Like, yeah, you, you could just see like an old time like uh, Hornus Wagner, like you know that famous Hornus Wagner baseball card, like this old timey baseball card of that guy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like an old timey guy. Yeah, he looks like a seventies dirtbag, but also like Mister Pringles, like dirtbag. Yeah, we're all seventies like baseball players, all dirtbags, anyways. Like, I feel like he looks most like she... men in the seventies <laughs> dirtbags. So man in the 70s and now in their 70s. It's true, because <laughs> if you're born in the 70s, you're now 70. And a dirtbag. That's right. Uh, so the skinny, large-headed batter takes to the plate, but before Chuck Wilder has a chance to bean his giant melon, there's an interruption on the Jumbotron. Ho oh, ho! Wilder hates this guy's head! Your Jumbotron is now under the control of the Ashley Starling Murmur Nation. <laughs> Standing at the same time! That's not how the wave works! You gotta undulate! Ashley's album, Please Play, drops now. Featuring her hit single, Glitter. What the hell is an Ashley Starling? Ashley Starling is a whiny pop singer for whiny girls who love to whine. Uh, they don't know how to do the wave properly. Steve, do you ever participate in the wave? Just by myself. It's on the bus on the way home from work. Like, I'm done. <laughs> Whee. And then some guy smacks me. Uh, Ashley Starling. This has uh, no uh, significant uh, real pop star connection, right? Like in our real world. Oh, no, not at all. Although I will say that uh, Starling is a type of small bird. Mm. And uh, so is, I don't know, a Swift. <laughs> Just pointing that out there. Not to change the subject, I also like uh, your new suit. It's very well tailored. Yes, it is a nice tailor suit. <laughs> oh, look, there's a swift bird out in my backyard right now. So tailored suit, swift bird, Taylor Swift. Hmm. <laughs> now, yeah, it's Taylor Swift. Um, in fact, uh, we'll get to it in a moment, but the fans of 
Ashley Starling are known as Murmur Nation. And I had to look this up, but a group of Sterling birds are called a murmuration. Mm. So Murmur Nation is their fan base. Sounds right. Yeah. I believe you. You uh, say the right things. Sometimes I do. And one of those things is Ashley Starling is played by Lindsay Fields, who's better known as Jade Nova, an American singer and songwriter who rose to prominence for her YouTube covers of Rihanna songs like Diamonds. Yeah, but Diamonds was written by Sia. That's true. But <laughs> Sia will be in this episode later okay. on. Okay. So. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know who Jade Nova is. And uh, because I'm an old person who doesn't listen to pop music, um, but I asked my wife, my wife, uh, if she knew and she also didn't know. So I feel a little less uncool about that. But uh, if the fans of uh, Jade Nova are as uh, avid as, you know, like the BTS crew or Mm -hmm. Taylor Nation, uh, we're on your side. We think for sure. Yes. (laughs) All of this is good. Yes. To Nova, I say Yava. So as Glitter plays in the stadium, the uh, female fans hold up signs forming Ashley's face winking. They then flip the signs to show the word glitter, then flip it again to show glitter shining. How'd that work? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the only glitter that Steve and I like is the hit 9-11 released movie, (laughs) Glitter, starring Mariah Carey. That's right. It's That's my (laughs) 9-11. Uh, The science continues to flip, narrating the uh, lyrics of the songs, blocking Homer and Bart's view of the game. Homer wishes they would stop this stupid, well-planned thing, but the fans keep their signs up, causing Homer to miss Torque Lollipop Williams get hit by Chuck Wilder in a record-breaking pitch. (laughs) It's just a really (laughs) bit of fun animation because, like, he's up to bat, there's a sign, then a second later, we just see good old uh, Lollipop there in a stretcher. (laughs) And uh, sadly for Bart, his childhood is officially ruined. Poor Bart. And poor Lollipop. (laughs) So Homer suggests that they get a dozen hot dogs and then head home. But when they arrive at the concession stand, he finds that they are out of hot dogs. He looks around to see several pubescent and prepubescent girls, checking to see if they have hot dogs in their teeth. That's something Steve likes to do. Check out if girls have hot dogs in their teeth. Do you want one? Oh boy, Steve, come on. Sorry. I just uh, love to give cased meat to... Hey, we're not a right-wing political Republican (laughs) Party podcast, Steve. That's right. Not a right-wing political podcast. Um, So Homer looks around to see if any of... To see those girls and see if they have hot dogs in their teeth. And Homer wishes that he had hot dog in his teeth when he's then interviewed by Kent Brockman. Sir, how long have you been a proud member of the Murmur Nation? Since never. Ashley Starling is a whiny pop singer for whiny girls that love to whine. Right, boy? I disagree. Ashley Starling's well-crafted songs speak to the inner lives of teens and tweens alike. But you said... I'd never met this man. If I knew him, I would teach him to love Ashley by sharing that one song about how you're beautiful no matter what your face looks like. Why are you talking like that? Did one of them bite you? Do you have any idea what you just mobilized? You insulted Ashley Starling on camera! I am looking into the eyes of a dead man. What? Even Steve and I being old uh, farts here uh, knew what was coming was going to be bad for Homer. Mm-hmm. I also love the bit of uh, this whole directing and animation and uh, the voice acting Nancy does with Bart here. Yeah. Uh, really great uh, great directed scene. Now, Craig, would you consider yourself something of a uh, Swifty? Part of the murmur nation uh yeah. yeah i mean i you know steve i do it because i don't want to be canceled <laughs> sure sure <laughs> 
Uh, yes, but uh, sadly, I can't go to the uh, the the rock and roll show she puts on every weekend for the next year. I don't got six thousand dollars to go see her. I know somebody who flew to Arizona to go to the opening night show. I don't know how much they paid, but they were in the twelfth row, <laughs> and they were like they literally flew in from Portland to Arizona just to see the show. And I think that's kind of like the thing that they're going to spend money on this year. But it- they had a life changing experience. You know, I have a friend that lives in, or we know someone that lives in Texas and she got to go and she paid like 500 bucks just for a ticket, but like in like nosebleed type area, you know, I don't know if it's no, but still. Right, right, right. Not 12th row back. Yeah. Does that person, you know, like have kids? No, no. Okay. Cause it said they did like putting a concert on over like your kid's future. Cause that's how much it is going to those shows. Right. right. Like, yeah. Well, one of the kids can go to college. <laughs> that one looks smart enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, and it's the fandom too. Like I, I enjoy the music and, and, and things like that, but like, I don't know if I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could deal with all that energy. Yeah. I would be like, what is like going on here? Like I'd feel <laughs> like a, a cult that, you know, like I, I don't know if I could be that culty about just one individual person. Right, right. Except, of course, Jesus, you know. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I was expecting, if I went to go to the show, expecting to pay maybe $200 was the most I would going to pay. But I know that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. To think that. Like, I get outraged when I have to see a podcast perform live and I got to pay $40. <laughs> right. <laughs> My uh, favorite band, Screaming Females, I saw them a couple weeks ago. Um, I was uh, like three rows away from the front stage or from the stage, and I spent $24, <laughs> including service fees. Steve is keeping the 90s alive in Portland. Yeah, it was great. I mean, that's how much we always paid, you know, 20 bucks. I mean, I saw Primus when I was a kid for like 20 bucks, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I think we probably saw BB King for like $15. 15, yeah. Literally, like the most one of the most influential musicians of all time. Yeah, <laughs> like fifteen bucks. <laughs> uh, you know, we can laugh, but it's all Ticketmaster's fault. So, um, we're, an- we're anti Ticketmaster on this podcast. We will say nothing ill of Ashley. Uh, what's her name? Starling. Starling or or BTS was a real positive, great group of fans and and music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we will slander Ticketmaster. Yeah, we should have listened to Pearl Jam way back in 1993. I mean, I was listening to Pearl Jam, but yeah. in regards to Pearl, in, in regards to Ticketmaster, I mean. Yeah, you were like, oh, this song Jeremy really speaks to me. <laughs> Gives me some good ideas. Jesus. <laughs> so back on The Simpsons. Uh, so Homer uh, leaves the house for a drive, but on the radio, Marty of Sid Marty fame announced that the that he's looking for the fifth caller to win all you can eat bread from the yeasty dough house. <laughs> This kind I of would sounds like to fun. Through... I, yeah, like well, you can eat bread. Like if you had a variety of breads, and if it's literally called Yeasty's Dough House, it's like all about like artist anal bread. Mm-hmm. And if it's yeah. all like fresh baked, it's hard to like say no to that. I mean, I know it goes against everything that we're supposed to be eating these days. Like, ugh, you know, gluten and bread, bad, bad. You know, but like, could you imagine if like just a bread house, like they got all this fresh baked bread? One thing, the the bakery is going to smell tremendous. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to also have like donuts, other pastries. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine if they had like, we also like fresh cook up some uh, 
garlic compote or whatever. Oh, like yeah. Roasted garlic. You just, I just want to eat that. Yeah. Like maybe like house churn butter. And like like a, all kinds of good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And and mm. for like, because I just, I think garlic bread is like the best food out there. Like just some homemade like mm, yeah. uh, marinara there to dip your, your, uh, your, uh, Steve. I got a new uh, idea for a, <laughs> a restaurant that will pretty much fail, but yeah. <laughs> We we'll walk in two hundred pounds. We'll walk out six hundred. That's right. We will eat our profit. Maybe we can give it like a uh, medical theme though, so it doesn't seem so unhealthy. <laughs> so like instead of like yeasties do house, we'll call it the yeast infection. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we are a couple of annoyed grump boys. We could be called the dough boys. Dough restaurant boys. What a fun and original idea. <laughs> Actually, there is like a Doughboy's Pizzeria by my house. Yeah, I think there's a few different chains across the country called Doughboy's. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, So so you're saying that name Doughboy's is not original? Not original. Only the originality would be like the annoyed Grunt Boys. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's fully original and completely (laughs) thought out and needs little to no explanation to anybody. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But... Uh, that ad is interrupted because the radio turns to static, and then Ashley Starling's glitter is heard. So Homer's frustrated, and he switches to another station, but it's also playing glitter. Homer goes from station to station on all the presets, and it's all the new hit from Ashley Starling. While Homer messes with the dial, a stuffed dummy wearing an Ashley baseball outfit falls from the sky onto the hood of Homer's car. Homer swerves, driving off the road, and his airbag deploys, and glitter explodes everywhere. Again, another fun bit of animation there. That... Mm-hmm slow motion of the car crashing and the glitter exploding from the airbag. <laughs> yeah. Really well done. Uh, kudos to uh, Mr. Timothy Bailey for directing this episode. Just a very visually, visually speaking, it's just a very uh, um, cromulent uh, job. Yeah, and glitter sounds like a real song. Like, Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's well done. All that glitters is gold, Steve. Only shooting stars break the mold. Mm-hmm. So Homer steps out of his car into the nearby woods, which is what you would do, right? Mm-hmm. Never do that. I watch enough TV. You never do this. <laughs> so he's feeling a little scared, and off the distance, he sees a mysterious figure in the shadows. So he runs towards the unknown person, but they disappear, leaving only the faint sound of a female laughter behind. <laughs> Sounds like Steve's dating life. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> also sounds like creepy what you're doing <laughs> i'm making that joke you're running towards a woman and they disappear okay never mind uh so homer arrives to work good old sector 7g of his nuclear power plant where he finds a sea cake on his chair as one would chanting his motto even the worst cake is still cake and it's like a really <laughs> disgusting seed cake like you see worms popping out of it yeah Ugh. So gross. Also, that makes me think that Homer has eaten a urinal cake. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yes. When you were a kid, did you think, what's a urinal cake? And it kind of looks like a hard, like a slushy or something like that, like a popsicle. I bet kids have tried that. Mm -hmm. Steve, did you try that? No. (laughs) And it looks all yellow and lemony. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. When's the last time I've seen a urinal cake? When's the last time you've seen a urinal? Hey, I'm not that fat. <laughs> I think it's meant because of your poor social life, not because of your oh, weight. Okay. Steve, we all know I sit down for number ones and stand for number twos. That's right. We'll get there later. But uh, I, yeah, just that those memories of like those restrooms with the urinal cake and then also the rotating cloth rag that you'd wash your, dry your hands oh, with. Oh, yeah. Those are so <laughs> gross. Uh, 
they just don't they can't make those anymore right it can't be acceptable anymore no i can't imagine uh, let's get some let's get some of them installed in our uh our own <laughs> restrooms <laughs> yeah uh anyway so back to that uh appetizing uh, seed cake uh homer takes a bite and just then dozens of starlings fly in from the ceiling panels terrorizing homer and after hiding under his workstation homer pokes his head up seeing one of the starlings holding a note that reads keep ashley stern's name out of your motherfucking beak okay we didn't really say that but it should have mm-hmm. was that actually in the love and quotes the mermination but do you think that was a reference to the slap i feel like it was i mean because it was keep your name out of her beak that phrase keep your name out of somebody's mouth isn't one that i really thought of as common vernacular before the slap heard around the world so the simpsons are even making fun of the will smith slap which steve and i i think i adamantly said we're not going to reference that ever on a podcast but it took right. a full year until we finally did <laughs> yeah but it's the simpsons did it so it's okay we were waiting for the simpsons to do it so then once the simpsons does something we're okay with doing it yeah we're allowed to do it <laughs> That's why all we ever do is make fun of, you know, the Republican Party, because Simpsons did it first. Yeah, we actually have no political leanings whatsoever. <laughs> we don't know. Ah, we love Fox and all Fox products. That's right. <sighs> so uh, Lydia and Carl arrive, both in Ashley Starling t-shirts, questioning Homer's actions, saying that he's made the power plant a very dangerous place to work. Homer's become the target of a highly organized, newly hormonal fan army. Carl then blames Homer for having to wear the Look What You Made Me Sing tour short before loudly yelling that he doesn't agree with Homer. Lenny warns Homer that fan armies like Ashley's are ruthless psychos. He then looks into camera and states (laughs) that the BTS army are the exception, being incredibly just and pure of heart. I know we were talking about before about fan fandom in general, like with Taylor Swift or... BTS and even I think last week we kind of talked about Selena Gomez and and like Justin Bieber and you know like they're all in their 30s it's kind of sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) but who is like the worst uh, fan base out there oh for music it's hard to say like like it arguably probably is the BTS army just because they had to do this whole joke of like looking into breaking the fourth wall looking into the camera saying BTS is great because the BTS army has like taken people down yeah so I, I, I don't know if there's like a specific, I mean, yeah, Taylor Swift fans are notorious. And like we said, like Selena Gomez, but there's, it probably is BTS. I mean, just in like in the music sense. Yeah. You don't see the Kiss Army <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I mean, most of them are all in wheelchairs at this point, but, <laughs> and walkers. Right. <laughs> don't know how to use a computer. <laughs> Still using their tongue to try and type. <laughs> but they have a Kiss branded keyboard, of course. Dave, um, Dave Matthews fans are all just too stoned dropping shit off of bridges yeah they just fall in a line like ants marching <laughs> yeah well besides music i think like uh like like elon musk fans are really fucking oh, weird to me they're the worst i don't <laughs> know if they still exist but like even like before you had twitter like like when Cybertruck came out and like oh it's a really good idea i'm like oh, shut up dude uh simpsons uh i think this weekend i just had it on the background on fxx and it was the elon musk episode i'm like i know we haven't reviewed it yet but it was just i was like uh, i can i don't know I, I don't know if i could stomach this episode when it comes on like in our rotation if we ever get to it. yeah it's gonna be a weird day like how will of random never makes it yeah it's all like kissing his ass in that whole episode is just and you know at a time we thought because it, you know, he was spending his money on innovation, but he's mm-hmm. still just, you know, he got all of his money from his his dad. Was it Blood Diamonds? <laughs> or yeah, I mean, it was like South African. Yeah, sketchiness. So. Something, something where he got all of his money, and yeah, sure, he like bought PayPal and made that huge, but 
you know, and yeah, innovations uh, in in electric cars is great. You know, SpaceX, whatever. Like, still, just the man reads off with like white uh, nationalism, like yeah, character. Uh, not a Musk pocket. Oh, Probably our listeners are Musk fans. Uh, never mind. Musk is great. <laughs> Eh. All I know is the Simpsons fans are probably the best fan fan base out there. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm not joking. It's like even if the Simpsons fans who are fans usually say they hate anything after like season eight, they're mm-hmm. not going to talk about it on Twitter because they don't know how to operate Twitter. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Simpsons fans that are still on social media are watching newer episodes and love it. Yeah. Or they're just making steamed ham memes and that's fine, yeah. too. It works for us. Uh, we love all Simpsons fans. All Simpsons fans matter. Yeah. From Ashley Simpson to O.J. Simpson. If you're a fan of any Simpson, we're behind you. All right. So Homer then arrives home covered in feathers with the word hater written on the back of his head with glitter. Bart tells his dad that if he wants to breathe glitter free air, he needs to repent and devote his life to Ashley. Homer thinks Bart is overreacting and then sneezes out a live uh, sterling there. Uh, so the next day, Homer arrives back to work, still removing glitter from the fold of his body. Looking for some familiar comfort, Homer visits his favorite vending machine, which offers such tasty treats as... Murky Way. One Musketeer. Oh, Harry. Good and Lucy's. Reese's Pieces. Are you sure it's not Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Almond on Wii. Senior Mints. Austerity Farm Celery Sticks. <laughs> N&N's. Fig Glutens. Ah, fudge chocolate bars. Crustaceans. And uh, milk chuds. See, which one are you going for? Ooh, I think i got to go with the almond ennui. <laughs> uh, look, I know it sounds like an old-timey candy, but I love a good in Lucy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely want to go for the austerity farm celery sticks. Sticks, yucks. Yuck. <laughs> What's Homer pick, Steve? Uh, he goes for the Flaming Hot Oreos. <laughs> which I'm sure will exist, or if it hasn't. Yeah, I mean, and, and Bill Oakley will do a Instagram video about it. Sure, I mean it just makes sense because at this point Oreo will make anything a flavor, and also they'll make anything flaming hot. So it just seems like only a matter of time. Will they make cum a flavor, Steve? Probably. Will be flaming hot cum Oreos. <laughs> I don't like the phrase "flaming hot cum." <laughs> I kind of do. I think it's great. Ow! 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 <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like somebody masturbating it's like it comes out and it's boiling hot i was just thinking That's like super, you know the whole debate about superman and his jizz like since it like probably shoots out really fast is it probably also really hot probably yeah well i guess we'll just have to have lois lane on the podcast and discuss that's right maybe on the patreon we'll get lois lane right we'll also talk about her uh journalistic career oh of course i mean we're not just going to talk about superman's flaming hot cum yeah. Uh, so as Homer makes his selection, the Starlings return, flying into the vending machine and taking all the snacks, leaving only those gross, gross uh, celery sticks. So Homer screams in agony and the birds fly away from the plant, snacks in talons, as several cloaked figures watch with binoculars from above. We did it! We have broken him! You sure you're cool with this? Totally. My dad has to pay for what he said about Ashley. Dog Murmur Nation, we've got Doughboy on the ropes. I feel bad for the ropes. We couldn't have made it this far without you, Lisa. I'm doing it for Ashley. I'm a hardcore Starling fan. She encourages girls everywhere to speak truth to power and never date John Mayer. But selling out your own dad? That is stone cold creamery. And I'll take two scoops. I love my dad, but you guys are my besties. (gasps) 
I've never used the plural of bestie before. So that was uh, Billy Eichner reprising his role as Billy, who played the Billy, the newspaper editor, in uh, season 30's Krusty the Clown, which we talked about uh, way back in June of last year. Billy on the streets. But if you are his lover, he's Billy in the sheets. That's right. <laughs> Unless he doesn't like using sheets. So, you know, I... I'm not a linen stands, you know, if you don't like linens, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, if you people can... like to sleep without any sort of a sheets, it's, it's perfectly okay with you, me. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> weird, but do, you do hey, you. Hey, don't say anything is weird. We want to appease everyone. That's right. Except for those lousy conservatives. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're uh, they're conservatives, but they don't sleep with bed sheets, then they're okay. Yeah. Then they should try my sheets. <laughs> My new line of uh, sheets that are great for beds and not for clothes. I, I, I assume most conservatives don't use sheets. They tend to like sleep more like on hot rocks or yeah, because they're cold-blooded reptilian creatures. Right. I think that the uh, conservatives find other uses for their sheets. Like maybe, <laughs> uh, you know. Poke a couple holes in it for their eyes. Right, right. Maybe a little, maybe they'll make a little outfit there. Get some of that uh, uh, Niagara. Is it Niagara that makes the, uh, <laughs> the cloth, starch. the starch stiffener for your clothes? Spray a little uh, cone shape on their uh, little hood there. Mm-hmm. Hat, whatever you would call it. Yeah. Uh, hey, we also see the uh, Murmur Nation headquarters. Steve. We see plans for Operation Annoyed Grunt Boy. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just Operation Dope Boy. But yeah, it's Annoyed Grunt Boy. We show some of Homer's uh, favorite activities, such as bowling, sitting in a hammock, sleeping, eating donuts, drinking beer, and watching MMA bloopers. Is this a shout out to us? Because that's like everything that we like to do, except for the uh, bowling. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we have hammocks. No. Uh, I really rarely eat donuts. True. And I don't think I've seen MMA bloopers. So the drinking beer and sleeping, <laughs> they got down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if so, it's between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m., I'm doing one of those two things. <laughs> If only we could do it simultaneously. Oh, man, that'd be great until you die. <laughs> uh, so MMA bloopers. Is that literally just people like getting bones b- broken? Probably. There's poss- possibly, you know, some accidental defecation or something. Crotch grab and you're like pants falling down and. Yeah. Wieners touching. <laughs> Maybe every now and then there's a banana peel on the. I wanted to say the stage, the ring. <laughs> you know, kind of jock I am. The Romans had it right. Like, you know, all their gladiators were fighting like naked, right? Right. I think MMA, everyone should be uh, naked. I agree. I think it just would be hilarious. Because mm-hmm. look, half the time, if it's like dudes fighting each other, their faces are in their crotch or their asshole. So I want <laughs> right, to see right. them avoid that because they're not going to want to do that. Unless they want to. Unless they want to, which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes a little X-rated. But, <laughs> you know, you're not going to uh, kick the junk or punch the You know, that's not allowed, right? I know right. MMA is like no holds barred, but, you know, obviously there's limits. Yeah, you can't. Can't grab a wiener. Right. Can't punch a wiener. Can't grab a wiener. This is what the Democrats want <laughs> America to be. <laughs> not a political podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so uh, back at 742 at Green Terrace, Homer wakes up to find that the Marge was too busy living it up at the grocery store. To grab the morning paper. That's good life. It is. Um, Homer opens the door and sees the latest edition of the Springfield Shopper sitting on his lawn. He cautiously does two rolls and arrives at the newspaper. He then sees a lawn burger beyond it on the grass and reaches for it. But the burger is pulled away from Homer 
and he follows it, leading him to the grub truck, a uh, little food truck. But as Homer examines the menu, two girls dressed in black pull Homer into the truck as it drives off. You know, they had so much fun with the uh, naming the the funny candy bars, but the grub truck food truck, they couldn't think of a fun name for that? Right. Like, shame on you, Simpsons. Shame, shame. The grub truck. And even sell worms. <laughs> yeah. Gummy worms are regular. Regular. Uh, filtered or unfiltered <laughs> unfiltered that way you get the flavor menthol or regular <laughs> I, I i i like a menthol worm uh, all is gross anyways they drive into the uh, echo studios before throwing homer out of the mobile food cart and he states that he's still waiting on his cheese fries <laughs> homer sees a uh, woman standing in the shadows and assumes of course it's ashley starling but soon learns it's another pop star altogether just as I thought. Ashley, what's her face? I'm not Ashley. Ah, what's your face? I'm Pop Sensation, UN Ambassadiva, and Lip Gloss Spokesmouth. Echo, Echo, Echo. Echo. Hmm? I had my name legally changed to do that. I hear the bird brain fans of Murmur Nation have been giving you trouble. I haven't had a single day's sleep at work. Miss Ashley and I have the standard megastar feud. We released dueling diss tracks, then diss sketches on SNL. We both dis-dated Pete Davidson. That guy's got big diss energy. I've always believed the frenemy of my frenemy is my inner friend. Obviously. Why don't we team up and clip some starling wings? I have my own fan army. The Echolaliacs. Echolaliacs. An eye for an eye. (gasps) Everyone wins! Let's do it! This joke here. We both disdated Pete Davidson. That guy's got big dis energy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's too punny for The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. It also sounds like a last minute joke. It, it doesn't sound like it was flowing with the actual conversation between the voice actors. It was like it yeah. was like a, a last minute substitution. Like they had a different joke originally. Like oh, this one. Oh, let's record that. And they recorded like uh, last Wednesday before the episode. I can aired. see that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great joke. Like the the setup is funny. Like the idea of like you know doing a diss track and then doing a diss sketch on SNL and then diss dating Pete Davidson. That's all fine. But yeah, the big dick, big diss energy. It, it's a little clunky. And then though that was his whole thing, like because he said it, right? He's like, I just have big dick energy, or right. or people, or he didn't say, or people say that. I think other people said like they talked about his BDE. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, Steve's now dating Pete Davidson. True. Had him a break. His dad died in nine eleven. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's the king of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Not Colin Jost, but Pete Davidson. But they do own a boat or a yacht <laughs> together or whatever. It's a it's a ferry, Steve. The Staten Island ferry. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah, whatever. So now we get uh, Echo here, also played mm-hmm. by Jay Nova. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this supposed to be kind of like a, like, since Ashley Sterling is supposed to be like a Taylor Swift, I know Taylor's had feuds with other artists throughout the years. Mm-hmm. But like, is Echo supposed to be like a, is she supposed to be like a Beyonce? I just the way like she looks and like dresses kind of looks like Beyonce. Yeah, and even her voice sounds a lot like Beyonce's speaking voice. I don't think Taylor and Beyonce have ever had a feud. I feel like they're both too big to deal with each other as like a a feud. You know, it's like I know that Batman and Superman have probably fought at some point, but they're both too big to kind of, you know, battle one another. Of course they fought, Steve. Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. Sure, sure. But Martha, why did you say that name? How do you forget this? Oh, oh, 
Sorry, worst fan group ever, the Snyder Cut fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, internet. Oh, we're getting canceled because all of our <laughs> listeners are probably Snyder Cut fans, right? Yeah. Hey, I still stands with some of those Snyder films. That's all I'm going to say, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and every week we have a Snyder Cut of the this podcast. It's four <laughs> hours long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Super dark. And, and we just eat nothing but pretzels. Yeah. Snyder's pretzels. <laughs> I like those cuts. Yeah. Those bits and pieces. Those are good. Oh, they had this uh, limited edition release of uh, like a beer cheese flavor at one point. Ooh. God, they were so good. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> are the Snyder cuts we want released. Yeah. But yeah, like it's funny because watching this episode, I know that you're a Taylor Swift fan and, and Laura, my wife, is a big Beyonce fan. And, and we so, fight like, every day. Yeah. I assumed it was for my love, but no, <laughs> you guys yeah. couldn't care less about me. <laughs> But I think also, too, it's like if you think of like pop culture icons like Taylor Swift and Beyonce, there's visually like people just know them well. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was hoping this episode they would sound like a Lady Gaga type of joke. Mm-hmm. That's another big fan base of uh, Little Monsters. But uh, and, you know, of course, she was on The Simpsons. Right. Um, I do like in that clip, though, the visuals of uh, the sets for uh, Echo's videos. That they're kind of walking in the background like it's just very visually stunning. Like uh, they didn't need to go that hard, but they did. And I appreciate that. Leave it to good old Timothy Bailey for directing this episode. Timbo. He knows what he's talking about. He doesn't like being called that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so in the bedroom, uh, Lisa's making a glitter bomb out of a Pringles can that is wider than average for plus size hands or penises. <laughs> oh, I wanted to make a dick joke. <laughs> uh, Bart walks in saying, sup, books, which is a great insult. Ah, it's so good. I love that line. Like, Yeah, I, I wish that I, I knew a nerd. I mean, I am the nerd, but I, well, it would be funny to like to walk in like, sup, books. Like you were always reading like when I first met you. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have called you books. I know. That would have been a endearing mm-hmm. nickname. Yeah. Instead, we called you George. <laughs> right. Because we didn't know your name. <laughs> but it's so much better. Like, what was it? Sixth grade we met? Sixth or seventh mm-hmm. grade? Like, yo, yeah. what's up, books? <laughs> and then slapped it out of your hand and laughed. At right, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bookie there's got his old books in the nose of his book face. What you reading? <laughs> a book? <laughs> ah, still one of the best uh, Cheers lines ever. <laughs> First episode. Norm says that yeah. to Diane. Diane's reading okay. a book. Man, man. The best part is that opening scene. He's like slams down on the bar like to get her attention. He's like, what you reading there? A book? <laughs> ah, I, I said it before. Watch the pilot episode to Cheers. One of the best pilot episodes of any sitcom of all time. Probably the best. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Sorry, Simpsons. Uh, speaking of, uh, Bart knows that Lisa is a part of the group that is harassing Homer, and he wants in. Lisa is skeptical as Bart doesn't believe in the power of music and weaponizing breakups. Uh, but Bart offers a notebook full of ways to screw with Homer, such as skunk vendors and atomic whoopee cushions. But why would Bart want to help the Murmur Nation? And Bart explains that with an army behind him, he can bring his prank dreams to life on a grand scale. This sounds like a perfect combination of those two hooking up. I'm not hooking up, but <laughs> joining forces. Right, right. <laughs> There's plenty of pictures on the internet of Bart and Lisa hooking sure, up. Sure. Yeah. You fucking weirdos. Uh, so one such of the idea in the uh, prank journal is entry 156. And of course, it's called the Alley-Oops. I also love Bart, you know, has to come up with punny uh, names for these mm-hmm. uh, operations. Great. Bart's very creative. Yes. So at the... The Bolorama. Now, I didn't notice. Did, did it say Barney's Bolorama? I have to look it at did. The... It said uh, Barney's New Bolorama. Oh, Barney's New Bolorama. Okay, cool. Hey, continuity, because yeah. we there know that uh, the bullying alley was sold to Fred Armisen. Well, not Fred, That's but right. the character he plays. 
All right. So Bart has poured crazy glue into Homer's ball, uh, his bowling balls on his testicles and <laughs> greased the alley. So Homer will be sent down the lane into a, a waiting pool of garbage juice. So Homer throws the bar. And at first, it appears his fingers have been stuck. You know, he's doing comically like cartoony things like, oh, <laughs> but then all of a sudden the ball rolls gently off of his hands, creening down the lane into a strike. Marvin Nation realizes that uh, Homer is one step ahead of them and aborts the mission, planning to regroup back at HQ. Another bit of fun animation where like when he gets that strike, like the spotlight just kind of like goes on him. Mm-hmm. That X was, was fun. Mackenzie requests that they do it quietly about the regroup as her mom has a Herbalife thing going on. Uh, before they can escape, though, Echo appears from the ceiling of the bowling alley. Homer Simpson is now under the protection of my Echo Lightly X. with the Echo Fan Army. Maybe we should leave him alone. No, we can't back down. Ashley isn't just a singer we like. She's the photo in our locker. She's our one and only Google alert. She's the tattoo I've been designing for when I turn 18. We aren't just fans of Ashley. We are Ashley! We are Ashley! Are you really going to whip up these psychos into a full-fledged fan war? Yeah. Cool. You psychos heard my sister. It's war. Oh, boy. War. What is it good for? Business. That's right. Uh, I'm enjoying the Bart and Lisa teaming up. I think uh, mm-hmm. our uh, Wheel of Random episode from last week when Bart and Lisa teaming up. And I, I think it's totally possible, too, for Lisa being a fan of uh, Ashley Simpson or <laughs> Ashley Sterling. <laughs> no one's a fan of Ashley Simpson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I enjoying the, the kidness and, and like just the idea of Bart <laughs> wanting to take Homer down because this is like life's mission. Right. And also, I think it's very kind of sweet and innocent for Lisa to, wanna take, to take Homer down because he badmouthed a pop star. <laughs> yeah. Interesting choices, but I, I'm enjoying it so far here. Yeah. Uh, so as Homer sits on the couch, he receives an email on his phone from the Ashley fans that says, enjoy your swatting. Homer opens the door to find that his house is covered in vinyl as sealed with a tent fumigators pump the house full of poison. I laughed at that sign. That's the uh, SWAT. Yeah. Sealed with a tent. With a tent. <laughs> This is very funny. So at the MTV Music Awards, Sia declares Ashley. See, we said we'd bring up Sia again, and we did. She declares Ashley to be a winner. But it looks like before Ashley can grab that old Moon Man trophy, Homer jumps out of the uh, astronaut costume to swipe it. Is it really should be called the Moon Person Trophy? Steve, I think we're going to be sending actual females to the moon pretty soon. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't already. But yeah, that should be a Moon Person. I know for the longest time, even in like the 40s, Ralph Cranham was trying to get his wife to the moon. So progressive he was. He just wanted to get women to the moon with fierce physical force. That's right. For any means necessary. <laughs> Anyways, not to be outdone, the Murmur Nation sends a Murnation to Moe's where they cover Homer in bird cum. <laughs> or maybe it's bird shit. It's all the same hole. Who knows? Thinking Homer is a, a snowman or maybe a cum man, Ralph gives him a carrot where his nose would be. I like that Homer goes, ew, carrot. <laughs> also, that Ralph is just carrying around a carrot. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's a very gross scene, but yeah, very funny that Homer's a you look carrot. Harkens back to my memories of him in New York asking if he wanted a crab juice or a Mountain Dew. And go, mm-hmm. I'll take the crab juice. Uh, so meanwhile, Kent Brockman reports on the pop star wars in front of a defaced uh, statue of Jebediah Springfield. Kind of looks more like uh, like the Taylor Swift, like lovers era with the sparkly sparkles. Ah, uh, yes. Anyways, uh, Kent, let's hear about this glitter war. Glitter war is sparkly hell. Mrs. Simpson, are you proud of what your husband has done to this town? No. The thing I hate most about armies, fan or otherwise, is the mess. I love my husband, but I disagree with him about Ashley. I listened to one of her albums. It was great. She sure knows which of her boyfriends were banned for her. All of them. (laughs) You heard it here first. Ashley Starling is great, but not as great as BTS or their fans, who are sane and perfect. (laughs) I like to believe that uh, the behind the scenes of this news report that because it looks funny, just like Ken Brockman's doing the uh, news report. And then Marge is like walking the background. And he's just like, hey, Marge, what do you think about what's going on? But they had to work on this choreography or like the getting her mark right. It's like they're going to interview Marge. Like Marge is off camera waiting to mm-hmm. stroll with the stroller. Like, OK, as soon as I say glitter war, then you enter s- stage uh, right. And then... Uh, I'll interview you. Just <laughs> very odd, odd thing I'm thinking of. That's all. It's also weird that, you know, in this episode so far, Ken Brockman's interviewed two people. <laughs> One is Homer. The other is Marge. <laughs> Steve, the show's called The Simpsons, not The Springfieldians. That's true. You're right. You make a good point. They're the uh, stars of the show. Speaking of those stars, we're in the kitchen of The Simpsons, and uh, Lisa's mixing a bowl, and Bart arrives at the kitchen with a family-sized box of borax, big enough to mix uh, enough slime to fill Homer's toilet, as well as his secret toilet. Where's the secret toilet? The world will never know. Um, it, oh, oh, maybe that's the new, uh, we never see the rumpus room anymore. Maybe that's the secret toilet room. Really putting the rump in the rumpus yeah. room. Yeah, think about it. He has that chair. It's a mm-hmm. beanbag chair we've seen him in. But what if it's like a secret beanbag toilet? He's or, you know, that brief time that he was an inventor, he did invent that uh, oh. the recliner that was also mm-hmm. toilet. So that could be in the rumpus room, too. So he might have hooked that up. Yeah. Oh, maybe, you know, the, uh, was it the Incan, like, giant uh, mm-hmm. head statue that Burns sent them that one time? What if he, like, hollowed it out, took the secret <laughs> door, put it in? Wait, there's also that closet in one episode. I don't know if we reviewed it yet, but... Uh, there's that one closet where it's actually a sauna. Ew. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, yeah. Like Marge's secret sauna episode. So maybe that's where the secret toilet's at now. Maybe. God, that'd be the worst smelly thing. Like just imagine Ugh. like taking a deuce in a steam room. Ugh. While eating uh, like a, a a chocolate bar. Ew. Disgusting. Or, or uh, you'll see like uh, people making homemade plant-based sausages with like mushrooms and other ingredients mm-hmm. that are all brown and they roll it up to look like a sausage. Uh. Yum, yum. That's why we don't want to see the sausage being made. <laughs> yeah. We'll see like animal product sausage made, but not that like homemade mushroom with oats. Right. And corn <laughs> sausages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of gross things, Lisa suggests that they also make Tabasco toilet paper. Oh. Ugh. And Bart is impressed with his sibling's messed up idea. No, I mean, ah, because like there's so many other better hot sauces than Tabasco. Would you rather go crystal? <laughs> uh, I gotta go with Louisiana, Steve. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, I have no problem with uh, Tabasco and Tabasco related products. They're all uh, uh, cromulate, in my opinion. Yeah, they're pretty solid. Yep. 
Uh, Lisa's really enjoying connecting with Bart on such a deep level. And then she gets a notification on her phone. And then Bart is out of the murmur nation since he wasn't excited enough to meet Mackenzie's dog. Uh, but Bart, he's the girl with the pink hair. Oh, yeah. Am I out of the podcast? I don't remember Mackenzie. Yeah, you're out. Hey, okay, bye. You don't know Mackenzie and you don't know her <laughs> dog who she named Greg. That's not a name for a dog. That's a person name. But also he wonders why Lisa didn't stand up for him. But she says that she rose before bros. I like that she named her dog Greg. I think I like it when actually pet owners name their pet after human names. Like not like, you know, Fido or Spot, your typical type right, of right. Uh, dog name. But like <laughs> a dog named Greg is hilarious to me. I think it's great. I love it. I, I think naming a dog like Frank, it's a good name for a dog. Oh, Frank is a good name for like a like a boxer or like a uh, the dog. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like like a hound, like a good hound, like would be a great Frank. Mm-hmm. Is Frank here? Oh, good old Frank. like hunting dog type of guy. Yeah. See, should we just get dogs so we can give them like uh, uh, human names? Like, I'll get uh, a bitch. I'll name her Karen. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll bark all night when I don't That's... want her to. Right, and she'll want to speak to the manager. Yeah. And give her a dumb haircut. <laughs> You know, if we did have dogs, we're not dog owners, but if we did have dogs, I'm pretty sure we would both name our dog Santa's little helper. Oh, yeah, probably. Maybe Laddie. Get, yeah, we'd have to, you know, get approval from the missus. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe, see, should we just own a dog to get, own a dog to get? The dog doesn't own, we don't own the dog. The dog owns us. That's right. We're not going to co-parent dog. That sounds stupid. Never do that, people. No. Never co-parent anything. <laughs> it's either one parent or both. Just don't become parents, people. That's my advice. <laughs> Uh, we're all just making jokes, 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 jokes. We're not serious. I don't think anything we've ever said in this podcast, we're serious about anything, except, of nope. course, uh, fuck the Irish. That's right. That's what we're deadly serious about. <laughs> yeah. Fucking some Irish. <laughs> How you did I? <laughs> all right. Well, Bart threatens to tell Homer everything. But if he does, Lisa will expose his notebook of pranks. She then mentions how upset Homer will be if they learn that the handsome pills he's been taken are actually the dog's heartwarm medication. <laughs> Just then, the doorbell rings. It's the wingman, Ashley Sterling's aerialists. They hand Lisa a gift, and she opens the box, and it's the head of Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. I turned over to seven real quick. No, it was just a dress and a note that says, Girls' Night, have dinner with me. And Lisa, in another bit of animation, is just so elated, but her uh, joy is sadly short-lived. Listen to her song once. What? I mean, <laughs> I have been a very dedicated fan since I was four. But you, you just made one comment. <laughs> Good for you. I'm having dinner with a famous person. I'm King Sparrow. It's Starling. As a great man once said, ha ha. I can't believe you're having dinner with my nemesis after all the handsome pills I take for you. I love uh, Yearly's voice work in that clip. Oh, this whole scene is just wonderful. The yeah. animation and just like her pacing around like Lisa 
is a, as a character can never be negative, but she really wants to say to Marge is like, you fucking piece of shit. That should be my fucking day. You, I fucking hate you. But she can't like the, the eyes, like the fake smile and the fake joy that she has for her mom. Oh, such it's so, it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Also, they call back to the uh, handsome pills. That's nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, so a helicopter arrives and uh, Marge opens the door to find a red carpet unfurling before her. Ashley Starling introduces herself and Marge recognizes her since they hired a lookalike for Lisa's birthday. And so as uh, Marge gets to the chopper, uh, she states that Ashley is taller, but the lookalike had bigger boobs. A weird line. Yeah. yeah <laughs> why, would, like, why would you say that, though? Yeah, like think about that like what a weird yeah. thing to say like i know it's meant for like a joke but like like uh oh i hired a jack nicholson impersonator but uh he had a much bigger dick than you right it should have been uh, when Marge said hired a garage star but the look like they hired he had bigger boobs so maybe like a drag queen or something like that yeah that could have been fun i don't know but ashley then <laughs> gives marge a flute of her own line of sparkling whiskey uh mm. which marge thoroughly enjoys and as you heard in the intro, how much I enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Remember? I kind of do, but maybe <laughs> I had too much of my own thing. That's right. So Ashley points out Marge's family, the Simpsons, and says that her husband must be perfect. But Marge admits that Homer is far from perfect. So Ashley fills Marge's glass with more bubbly bourbon and asks Marge to tell her everything about Homer. So the following morning, Marge goes to recount her evening with a pop star. But the family has other things on their minds. Ashley said the funniest thing at dinner. No one wants to hear about your thrilling night with a vengeful pop diva. Lisa, sweetie, delight us with one of your little stories about how the planet is choking on plastic. Don't sweetie her. She's the one behind those Murmur Nation attacks on you. <gasps> Lisa? But you're the one kid I had on purpose. Well, Bart was part of it, too, and he doesn't even like Ashley. He did it just for the fun of torturing you. You? person I would most suspect. I never could have seen it coming. Kids, how could you do that to your father? What? You're the worst betrayer of all. Dad, you should see the video Ashley just dropped. After her night of girl talk with mom. What's this video going to be, Steve? Well, it's a music video for the song The Way You Was, which uh, bears some similarity to All Too Well by one Taylor Swift. Um, also, the, 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 the song title, too, might be a reference to The Simpsons. Maybe a little bit, yeah, because the <laughs> song from Overnight Turnaround uh, recalls The Way We Was uh, and memories from that, with Marge picking up Homer from the side of the road on prom night, which we all remember. And then it shows uh, Homer eating some chapstick, and Marge is a little concerned. And then we then see a slightly older Homer running on the beach as Ashley sings about his man boobs, which he calls chachis, because they both lean to the right a little bit. And then his unused fontanelle, which is, uh, you know, the soft spot on a baby's head. And as the song goes on, Marge plays with Homer's hair, trying not to notice how fast it's thinning. I think this is <laughs> really funny because, like, again, like the point of if this is a real world, those are actually actors playing Marge and Homer. It's so, funny because they don't look exactly like Marge and Homer. Like their eyes are weird. It's like who are these actors? Because like if it's the the parody of the All Too Well Taylor Swift video that was released like a few months ago, it's like what Sadie Sink is in it. Like people know her from like Stranger Things and uh, and whoever the jabroni is that plays the guy in it. But like. I wonder if like these people are like well-known actors in the Simpsons universe mm -hmm. doing an Ashley uh, Starling video. <laughs> so anyway, he's talking about, well, let's cast a Simpsons movie. There's the actors right there. There you go. Except for like, 
Patty and Selma look pretty spot on. Yeah, they do. Maybe they're like a cameo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's the uh, the Uncanny Valley or or it's like bootleg Bart's. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Weird. Like they don't have Simpsons eyes. They have like normal eyes. Like Right. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Back when the Simpsons was a cartoon and now like anyone who's on the show, it's like a Simpsonized version of them. But the eyes are never big and bulbous like uh, the Simpsons. Right. <laughs> Even our stupid anime edition of uh, our drawings of our characters on our podcast uh, cover like has like normal eyes. We should make the AI redo it so we have Simpsons eyes. Big circles. Big circles. Everyone loves a big circle. It's the best shape. <laughs> we, now we just sound like Trump. Like, <laughs> nonsense. The I best love circles. big circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so round. So round as so you can be. Not like that triangle. Oh, okay. Enough of that. Uh, Mr. <laughs> uh, Miss Starling then sings about Homer's burp talking in his sleep <laughs> and having athlete's foot on both of his knees. <laughs> Athlete foot's on his knees. Very gross and funny. And then she recounts Homer having dinner with Marge's sisters, which turned into a fight about Homer insisting that the uh, moon was just sun at night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and in the video, Marge character sips her wine and realizes all of Homer's flaws. She then sings about the uh, things Marge learned when they moved in together, such as the fact that Homer sits for number one, but stands for number two. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, the song actually really catchy, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. like That's why we played it in an intro, right? That's right. Uh, but back in the Simpsons kitchen, Homer's offended, explaining that he hovers over the toilet when he goes number two, rather than stands, because he's afraid of being flushed, which is completely reasonable. Wait, Steve, uh, are you a hoverer? I mean, I don't. I tend not to use the toilet for two. I mean, Forever. you got a shower yeah. right there. Yeah, so, right. Uh, down. <laughs> waffle stomp, anybody? Wait a minute. Are you like Beavis in the latest episode of Beavis and Butthead? Beavis talked about how... <laughs> and Butthead just looked at him like, uh, what? Uh... <laughs> ah, Beavis and Butthead. Still great. So good. Paramount Plus. Good stuff. March comes to the, to the realization that the things that she told Ashley in New Friend Confidence were being made into a, a bad boyfriend song. Well, I was just going to say that people do hover to do number two, like in public restrooms. Oh, yeah. I don't because I don't have like the strength to hover and squat. <laughs> right. I feel like women's restrooms are probably a lot more prone to hovering mm-hmm. just because I've heard like war stories about how bad uh, ladies rooms can be. So I don't know. Well, I think all public restrooms are horrible. Yeah, I agree. They, but they're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. To do cocaine. <laughs> uh, so Homer says that it's uh, been quite the morning, but blames Maggie the most since evil <laughs> triumphs when good babies do nothing. It really is Maggie's fault when yeah. you think about it. Homer then heads to Echo Studios looking for some help. Homer, what happened? Oh, I can't believe they would do this to me. Hey. Could I use your billion-dollar entertainment complex to produce a diss track to take them all down? You should be careful with that. When my dermatologist wouldn't fly to Japan to remove a culturally insensitive mole, I hit him with my single mole check, soul check. It destroyed him. Do you want to do that to your family? No, I love them. Homer, music isn't just for dissing people. What? Why don't we make a video that tells your family how much they hurt you? And I've been dissed track, if you will. I will. Me too. What? What? Is that good a joke, Joe? The uh, the shock of what? Like, it seems like, you know, you, you kind of see that a lot. Yeah, I think there was a time when it was kind of golden and always good. But I think you might be right. It is getting a little long in the tooth. All right. So sentence, Your Honor? A uh, sentenced. Clang, clang. 
that's how judges say you've been a sentenced. You've been a sentenced. <laughs> you are guilty of a murder. You are <laughs> a sentenced. Let's do a new uh, comedy jail. Mm-hmm. It'll be uh it'll be a, we'll find a club. And then when comedians who are new and unexperienced and scared and vulnerable <laughs> come up and then we don't think the joke is funny, we'll uh, pull them off with like a hook mm-hmm. and then they can go cry because, you know, comedy is one of the easiest art forms out there. Right. We can just sit in the back of the club with a gavel, just bang <laughs> on the table. Objection. Joke not funny. <laughs> uh you know, comedians are the uh, modern day philosophers, Steve. Yeah, they 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 speak truth to power. My favorite comedian is uh, Greg Gutfeld. Hilarious. <laughs> I know we jest. Uh, Stand up is one of the hardest things to do. If you're a heckler out there, yeah. why don't you go heckle yourself a new job? <laughs> <laughs> all of our fans are hecklers and they're just like that's the best thing about listening to this podcast they they probably have like a uh a bingo sheet of stupid <laughs> shit we say and just make mm-hmm. fun of us that's fine that's fine yes yeah we, we we don't hear it we don't feel it it's not hurt <sighs> anyways back at 742 evergreen terrace marge and the kids are sad it's been three whole days and homer is still gone bart suggests that uh if they run a cannon opener, knowing that he only always comes when he hears that, and then maybe open a can of dog food, <laughs> eat the can of dog food, start crying so your tears smell like dog food, and then maybe the dog will come running back to you, right? That's right. <laughs> but Mars has tried the uh, can opener, and then we see Santa's little helper and Snowball too, gorging on a can after can of chili. <laughs> so Mars vows that she'll start calling theme park jails the next day, but all of a sudden, Homer just arrives home. He then plays the music video featuring himself and Echo entitled The Meltdown. One opinionated man doesn't stand a chance against an army of tweets. It's like trying to fight an angry hill of ants flying on the backs of killer bees. I don't change my shorts no more. Glitter bombs inside my honey drawers. The word family has a bitter ring. It's my family who's been glittering. I also love the use of uh, auto tune in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like they use it correctly and not like too over the top with it like yeah yeah it's just it's a bit more subtle and yeah like it's actually used yeah because we've never i've never heard dan sing an autotune like that it's uh it's well done like i hate autotune but like that was well done Mm -hmm. and it sounded like it could be a real song like yeah the it's it just sounds very like a modern pop song absolutely (laughs) i like that um, as the song goes on, the video shows Homer falling in slow motion from the top of the nuclear power plant's cooling tower. He falls and falls and then lands in water, swimming into the kitchen. He narrates about breakfast and betrayal, pancakes bitter in his mouth. He then watches himself eat seven of those bitter pancakes as his family sends an army to the people who are him, or an army of me. He then says that you t- you three took, and then that's the opposite of forgive, because you three took rather than forgive. <laughs> Um, and, but despite all of that, Homer forgives. And then the video shows Homer opening the door to the house, allowing all of the water to pour out. We then see memories of the Simpsons, such as... Marge and Homer bringing home baby Bart. Homer waking up on the lawn with a good morning cup of coffee. Bart skateboarding off the roof with a kite. And Lisa and Homer sharing an ice cream cone as she sits on his shoulders to watch a parade. And then we then see clips from an actual episodes, such <laughs> as... 
Uh, when Homer is in the water with Bart and Lisa, while uh, Marge swings Maggie around, when she sees uh, she's almost baptized from home, sweet home, diddly dum, diddly dum dum. Uh, the Simpsons in a conga line in Brazil from Blame It on Lisa. Marge putting a good photo of Bart to the family portrait of uh, Marge Be Not Proud. Bart dancing in a wig with Milhouse while Homer and Lisa watch from Homer's phobia. Baby Bart and Lisa and Lisa's said her first word in uh, Lisa's first word. The family on the couch with Homer telling Maggie that he hopes that she never talks from Lisa's first word. Uh, Lisa getting scared at Halloween and Halloween of horror. Uh, Maggie in a newspaper dispenser as Homer plays peekaboo with her from 22 short films from about Springfield. And Homer and Marge seeking a waterfall out in the wilderness in our favorite episode from last season, Pixelated and Afraid. So is that a nod to uh, to our podcast because they knew that was our favorite? I think so. And I think also the fact that we had a helicopter earlier on in this episode <laughs> and a helicopter last week. It's kind of the connective tissue that they, the oh. fates of Springfield did for us. So I'm really confused about this music video, okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> it starts off with like three flashbacks for this episode that were just in this episode, but then it flashes back to <laughs> old episodes. But is it still part of the music video? And is this episode, is this music supposed to be about Maggie? Or just the family well, in general? I think it's the family in general, but it is very Maggie-centric. Yeah. But Homer does seem to blame Maggie most of all, so... That's what I'm wondering, because <laughs> his last comment is about blaming Maggie, and then we get to this video, and then Maggie's in the title. Right. The songs. <laughs> is it about Maggie? It's kind of all about Maggie, yeah. And where do they get this footage for his music video? <laughs> I'm so confused. What world are we living in, Steve, where The Simpsons only makes cartoon logic sense? It's so confusing. But, you know, maybe we're the cartoon and the Simpsons are the <laughs> no, reality. That's true. I, I, I'm i going to agree with you on that one. Alrighty. Um, Homer narrates some more saying that a grand gesture is not needed. So then blue angels fly above, crossing out the words grand gesture with red smoke, uh, much like the uh, Ghostbusters No Ghost logo. That's right. Homer says the family just needs to sit down together. And they do run into the couch like they do at the beginning of so many episodes or just, you know, when they come home from work and school and the grocery mm -hmm. store or Marge is just living it up. Yep. No mind to the newspaper whatsoever. Uh, Lisa and Bart offer tearful apologies to Homer, both sorry that Lisa betrayed him. The family hugs and accidentally setting off a forgotten glitter bomb. And then a second glitter bomb goes off, and Lisa warns that there are probably more out there. And then the credits begin to roll, but we get a fun post-credits scene of Mackenzie and Billy making peace with Homer. Making peace with Homer? Need a knife. Mr. Simpson, the Murmur Nation has decided to stop attacking you. My video made you think, huh? No. It was super cringe. Like watching two teachers make out. I understand. Been a pleasure doing war with you. May psychotic super fandom always lend meaning to your otherwise anonymous existence. Hmm. Oh. It's crazy that I believed in someone so much that I got swallowed up in groupthink. I know. So scary. Oh my god, we're late for church! How could nice crisp dollars for the donation basket? Take that, religion. Yeah! yeah. We're taking you down, religion. All three of you, because that's the only religions that exist. Shintoism, Klingon, and... The people that worship Gilgan's Island? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kids don't even know what Gilgan's Island is these days. No. What's a Sherwood Schwartz? I think it's one of the 31 flavors at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> What's a Baskin Robbins? <laughs> it's like Coldstrom, but uh, without the topping fun. I know they have toppings. <laughs> well, Craig, 
I think that's their episode. I'm not going to comment on that last clip. Oh, it, it, it was fun. It took down religion. as we just Oh, yeah, yeah. We just said, okay, right. <laughs> Sorry. Let's say we uh, take a little break, think about what we just saw, and then we'll come back and uh, share our thoughts. Cool. We'll be right back. Alrighty, Craig, we're back. Let's finish up our talk of Family Feud. We'll talk about uh, the things that made us laugh, our MVJ, our most valuable jokester, uh, what worked for us, what didn't, what we thought of the episode, and even what we're watching next week. But before we do all of that, uh, it's uh, it's always a good time to give some gifts. And uh, I've got a gift for you, Craig. I know you're something of a sporto. You love that old uh, game of bases and balls, baseball. So I got you a rookie card of Torque Lollipop Williams way back when he was starting out at the uh, ripe old age of 57. So it's probably worth money someday. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I will uh, put this on my wall of baseball cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm thinking about putting in the, uh, get a close pin and put in the spokes of my bicycle. So it sounds <laughs> like a car. Or Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Steve, um, before the podcast, I sent you over a gift. And it's in a box right in front of you. And I told you, wait till this segment for you to open it. So um, you can open it and enjoy it uh, and, and tell everyone what is on the air. <gasps> Yee! Open it up. Uh, uh. <laughs> There's glitter everywhere. You like a stripper's G-string. Uh. Oh, it, it's under some of that glitter there. Ah, uh, thanks for that, Craig. There's now... <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be cleaning up glitter for weeks it's all in your eyes too i know now your eyes sparkle it feels like i'm in a wonderful nightmare steve i'm sorry i glitter bombed you there's an actual real gift over there in that package next to it so you can open that one. Oh, okay <laughs> another glitter bomb <laughs> yeah ah, i just cleared out my nose and now it's full of glitter again <laughs> and you know the rule of three in comedy steve there's another package right there well, surely this is going to be different. I'm hoping this one seems a bit bigger. So, oh, well, hey, this isn't a glitter bomb at all. It's uh, appears to be a garden tool, a rake. Yeah, I thought, you know, maybe you should clean up your yard. I know it's nothing um, to do with this, the episode. So I just thought your yard needs to clean up. Just, uh, you can set it down on the ground there. Yeah, I'll just set it right down there and yeah. I'll uh, walk over to clean up some of this glitter. I'll grab a... Oh, no, Steve, you got hit by the rake. <sighs> well, I'll just stand up again and uh, turn around and... Oh, you got hit again. All right, I'm just going to set this down <laughs> and then sit down and finish this record. Oh, no, the rake hit you again. Okay. All well, right. <laughs> I'm not going to move that, anymore. That's a bit of a audio pleasure for your ears. It's much more fun seeing this in person, but, you know, it's all sound. Yeah. It's all really happened, too. Yeah, exactly. No, no imagination needed because that all really happened. <laughs> Uh, but let's get into it, Craig. Uh, who was your MVJ? I might have to go with Lisa. I just loved her f- that whole scene of her getting the thinking that she is getting the dress and get to mm-hmm. hang out with Ashley. Just that whole bit of animation was just a lot of fun, a- and the acting. I mean, you did give me the baseball card, and I really <laughs> just enjoyed just the visual of the uh, of Torque Head there. <laughs> Very fun. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it to Lisa. I think she's having fun in this episode. Her teaming up with Bart. It seems like it might be out of character for like Lisa. Like Lisa stands from the OG, you know, seasons. 
but I'm enjoying it. And uh, Cap Rockman, of course. Of course, always. But the songwriting too, like the the just the lyrics and and all those songs, really funny as well. So, uh, but main character Lisa gets it. How about you? I'm gonna agree with you. Uh, Lisa is gonna be my MBJ. Um, you're right. It is a little bit out of character, but I do like how much of a human kid she is in this episode, where she's just like so excited about being a pop being like into this pop star that it kind of removes her normal logical kind of like common sense and i i think that yeah the the scene of her with the dress or thinking of shaving the dress and also mm-hmm. her uh you know with the pringles can making the glitter bomb and suggesting like the tabasco toilet paper like that's so naughty <laughs> and so out of character for her that it actually impresses bard and i thought that was a lot of fun right I think Nancy Yardley, like uh, acting wise, like it's really, really strong for sure. Going different vocal, you know, ranges and things like that was really uh, a highlight. And of course, the directing with Timothy Bailey and uh, all, all this animation visually. And also, really you, well done. I do want to shout out Shade Nova, even though I don't really know who they are. But um, it is impressive that they were to play two different characters that were, you know, enemies, essentially. Um, and their voices were both very distinct. So I thought that was a good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really good job. Um, but, uh, what did you think of the episode overall? I mean, so I think it's one of those tough episodes where at the moment I'm enjoying it and I understand the references. So I feel like I'm smart and I'm, you know, with it, with, uh, pop culture It's very, uh, you know, pop culture heavy based episode and of the time does it have the, 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 the power to hold up the test of time. You know, for instance, if you look at older episodes of The Simpsons, like the classic ones, like let's say Lisa Substitute, right? Where it's such a timeless episode that even kids, tweens, teens who watch The Simpsons can relate to that. Like the substitute teacher that there's always, you've always had a substitute teacher that's been cool or affects you like Lisa did and Lisa's a substitute, right? Mm-hmm. But this one now you're dealing with like modern issues. And that's kind of a tough thing that Simpsons have to do. But you also have to adapt to that kind of storytelling. Like you can't all do this, the old stories that, uh, you know, we've already seen, obviously. I, I think with like, with these like fan based armies, like, is that going to be an issue 15, 20 years down the line? Right. When, the Simpsons, st- when the Simpsons is still on the air 15, 20 years down yeah. the line, <laughs> you know, like, are these fan base? I, I, I don't see the fan base group ever like changing. So I think maybe this is an interesting episode of the time. And then 10 years down the future, watching this episode and being like, wow, this is how really kids acted then. And, and we see that to this day, like when we watch episodes from like season 20, mm-hmm. that a lot of the things that were popular then, and like when we comment on those now, it's like, oh, can you believe that we thought this way then? So maybe that's kind of the fun thing about and this podcast in general is like going back to these kind of episodes where it's very pop culture based and not just like family oriented situation comedy episodes of The Simpsons that we like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did have fun with this. And um, I, I think uh, it's fun because everyone kind of got a moment in this episode, which is amazing. Like Homer had a thing. Bart had a thing. Lisa had a thing. Even Marge had a thing. They all had to do something in this episode and were pivotal in the entire story of this, uh, uh, you know, 22 minutes. True. Marge, Marge wasn't there just to say one line and then exit stage left. She's not on the, po- or the podcast, not on the episode. <laughs> anyway. There's so many Simpsons episodes where Marge is even the character. Even Maggie had a bit in it. So I think if we look at it that way, this is a very successful episode and, and I enjoyed it and it was fun rewatching it and talking with you. So uh, kudos to that. Uh, hold on. I, I, I forgot to get a ranking here real quick. Steve and the, the presents you gave me. Yeah, Torque Lollipop Williams baseball card here. I'm going to look here. Oh, it says his, uh, like, all baseball cards. His hat size is 11. 
Mm-hmm. So if I gave this an episode eleven, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it the ranking of his number on his jersey nine. I'll give it nine out of eleven. Also nine eleven. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a nine point three two zero out of eleven because his average batting batting score is a three point or three two zero. So that makes sense. Yeah, nine point three two zero out of eleven. Okay, that's a pretty good score. Yeah, how about you, Steve? You make a lot of good points. I do appreciate the fact that every character has their own motivation, like you said, and like the fact that even Marge is so swept up in liking Ashley's music and disagreeing with Homer because of that, but also feeling betrayed. I thought that was fun. Um, I love Lisa in this episode. Bart being Bart is very fun because he's just in it for the mayhem. It is interesting that it is a very zeitgeisty, very much of the moment. And part of me was like, oh, is this like me growing old and, you know, it not being as relevant to me because I don't follow pop music that much. But also what I had to realize is take a step back and realize that maybe this episode isn't entirely for me. And that's okay because I'm, as I'm getting older, they need to like keep their audience fresh. And I still really appreciated the episode. So I think that was a lot of fun. And I think they made the right move too by having a Taylor Swift stand in and a Beyonce stand in rather than try and get those stars aside from the fact that it's very hard. And that would be a very (laughs) big like publicity stunt. I feel like it would seem a little bit too much of a gimmick rather than this episode, which is actually tackling the issues of the pop star thing without actually, you know, having to bring them in to do a lot of uh, tongue and cheek jokes about the star themselves. Yeah. A little known fact, though, the only two celebrities that ever reached out to be on this podcast have been Beyonce and Taylor Swift. We just say, there's no room for you. Yeah. You have been in the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. I know that uh, they really want to be on the podcast. I know. And like, I'm sure that like my wife would love to talk to Beyonce, but I'm like, no. You wouldn't let her either. No. Yeah. No. She hasn't been on the podcast or on the (laughs) Simpsons. So exactly. Never going to happen. And I think that the attention to detail in this episode, just like the murmur nation as the name of the army, the parallels with Taylor Swift's career. I think that was a lot of fun. And yeah, maybe in 10 or 15 years, it won't be as relevant, but who cares? Right now, it's a a solid episode and a lot of fun. I think this is a watch. I had a really good time watching it. I thought that the amount of attention that they put in this episode, the work, the visuals, just a lot of fun. This is a solid episode for me. So for no other reason than The Simpsons debuted in 1989, I'm going to give this out of 1989, let's say hmm, 1972 out of 89. Oh, because Taylor Swift's album, uh, there's 1989 album, Taylor Swift. I get it. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give this (laughs) an anti-hero out of 1989. (laughs) There you go. That's just a song. I hope that hurt my Sorry, I hope that doesn't uh, hurt my reputation as a lover. Well, see, you could have done uh, her latest album is called Midnight's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, midnight is 12 o'clock. So if you were going to do 1989, you could have gave this episode a 12 of 1989, which actually right. is not good at all. Yeah, I'll <laughs> so just give it, give it a red. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but BTS is still great, right? That's right. Okay. Please like us. Um, don't hurt us. Uh, yeah, so those are our thoughts on Family Feud. But what are we going to watch next week? Well, we have another new episode. Season 34 is uh, going right along. We've got a few more left. So, Craig, what do you think the name of the 19th episode of the 34th season is? All right. Uh, let's do some punny titles, right? This was Family Feud. I think uh, it'll be called Geo Party. So it's like Jeopardy, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of P A R D Y, it's J E O hyphen P A R T Y. Geo Party. Geo Party. Or how uh, about Wheel of Fortunes? Fortunes, yes. Yeah. It's 
you know, Wheel of Four Tunes. You know, it's uh, four little stories about a song. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, like yeah there you go. A little anthology episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. I got two. I got two, Steve. Well, if you put them together, they're both still wrong. <laughs> uh, because the title of next week's episode is entitled Right Off This Episode. That's <clears throat> W-R-I-T-E, Off This Episode. All right. If I had to uh, assume what this episode is about, it's about been about a year maybe since, uh, I don't know if this is enough time, but remember when uh, the new ownership of HBO, Warner Brothers, whatever, the HBO Max Discovery merger happened. I think it was about a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, famously, the new ownership got rid of that Batgirl movie that they already filmed and put in the uh, put in the can, as they call it, and like the mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo cartoon movie. And they're saying, now nah, we're just not going to release it. It's going to be a write-off for tax reasons. So I'm going to say this episode is a parody of that. Maybe it's too soon, but, you know, it's going to be a crusty episode and... He has to do something. I, I, I'm not creative enough to figure it out, but he has to do something with Krusty the Clown. He has to revamp the show, but all for like a tax write-off purpose. And, uh, you know, you they'll figure out the, the episode. That's what the writer's <laughs> jobs are. We're just the fans and the reviewers. So uh, that happens. And, of course, Bart and Lisa team up to uh, get Krusty back to the way he's supposed to be. And in the B story, Marge and Homer start a uh, OnlyFans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> A couple's camp thing, and uh, <laughs> but it'll be a uh, uh, Marge cooking things mm-hmm. in a sexy manner where Homer is just in the corner making annoyed grunt sounds, uh, pounding <laughs> off. Do, 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 do. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's what I think this uh, episode is about. Uh, well, Greg, you're close, uh, because Marge is seduced <laughs> by the money and prestige of OnlyFans. No, uh, Marge is seduced by the money and prestige of big charity fundraising when she and Lisa launch a charity together. So, oh. evidently, Lisa and Marge start the Lisa Simpson Foundation, and uh, Marge gets wrapped up in the uh, the glitz and glamour of big charity. Wow, a nonprofit thing, yeah. I hope they don't use those funds uh, in a dishonorable way. Yeah, be horrible. So then the B story is probably Bart and uh, Homer starting OnlyFans That's together. That's right. Okay. Where they just, you know, skateboard off the gorge together. Yeah. They call it Guy Carumba. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, it sounds great. I'm, I'm happy to see the Simpsons family being uh, the stars of their own show. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. It is. No, I mean, sometimes like the tiny little sentence descriptions are always like, you know, Carl's story is here and then Krusty's going to do this or Barney's this. And it's like nice to see, oh, Marge and Lisa are the stars this week. Yeah, we get two weeks back to back of, you know, Simpsons focused Simpsons. That's kind of nice, actually. Nice of fresh of breath air. (laughs) That's right. And we'll hope we hope that you breathe fresh air. No, fresh the breathe air, Steve. We hope you breath the free, the fresh air and don't die because we want to hear from you, especially on the socials, the ever crumbling and always horrible social medias. <laughs> uh, and you can contact us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, assuming they exist by the time this is released, or even on YouTube at 138Simpson. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com, which is might be the way to go these days. Probably, yeah. Uh, but also, you don't have to to uh leave us a, a typed email you can talk to us too go to the podcasting app or anchor.fm slash 13 simpsons and there's a voicemail option click on that button and just speak your mind it'll record it we'll listen to it we want to hear from you from uh, all your questions concerns drinks all that sort of thing just let us know talk to us 
Yeah, and uh, hey, while you're at that podcasting app, leave us a review and five stars. And uh, write a review, but not a real review. Just tell us uh, the fan army that you're enlisted in. Want to be part of an army of cool people with some cool merch? You go to tpublic.com slash user slash annoyed grump boys and get a 130 Simpsons t-shirt or annoyed grump boys shirt or a peanuts can kill shirt. My favorite. And hey, thanks so much for listening. And for this week, I've been annoyed grump boy Steve. And I'm annoyed grump boy Craig. And remember, evil triumphs when good babies do nothing. And you guys are my besties. <laughs> I've never used the plural of bestie before. As a great man once said, Ha <laughs> ha!